Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good evening, America. Today is June the 15th, 2014. This is one of those programs that I am going to strongly urge you to tune in to. If you are a single mom or going through a divorce, about to become a single mom, or you're expecting a baby and you and baby daddy just ain't getting along, this is a program that I strongly, strongly suggest you listen to. Uh, If you are on the computer and you want someone to call in and listen to this by phone, the technology has made it available to do so. So you can call 646-478-5610. That's 646-478-5610. We will hopefully attempt to take some calls this evening. Um, I anticipate our lines are already quite full at this point. We will try to take your calls later in the program. However, tonight I'm going to jump straight into this program. It is one that is going to be very difficult, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, It deals with a subject that nobody wants to talk about. On Father's Day of all days, you would think that we could just celebrate, and like men get any holidays, right? So first, I do want to say this before I even get started. Happy Father's Day to all the brothers out there that are tuned into the program. Millions of you are listening right now, so I want to give a shout-out to – I know this is typically an American holiday, but I want to give a happy Father's Day shout-out to men globally, to all my brothers in Belize, the people that are listening in the Virgin Islands in the United Kingdom. Happy Father's Day, gentlemen. To my friends in Australia and those of you that are deployed abroad, happy Father's Day. With that said, I don't want to leave out the other fathers, and those are the fathers that also have breasts and vaginas, mothers. Happy Father's Day to you. And that's what this show is about. If you are living in the modern world, there is an unfortunate statistic that 50% of households are headed by single moms. That's right, 50%. In other words, if you talk to Four children, two of them live with their mom, and they may see dad, but unfortunately, the odds are that they don't, and if they do, it could be some drama. So with all of that said, it brings us to a question this evening, why in the devil do men leave relationships? That really got me. 
So let's all of us attempt to do something real quick. I want you to, at your best, try to grasp why men leave relationships without using societal filters, religious filters, to understand this. Because, ladies, if you hear what I am about to tell you, I'm not going to tell you you're going to stop a dude from leaving you. You're not. You know, if his butt wants to go, you know, let the doorknob hit him where the dog could have bit him. But let's be honest. Let's deal with why do men leave in the first place. Well, you know, Dr. D, I've done my homework, and I suggest you do yours. So as usual, at this point in the program, I am telling you to go get a pen and go get a paper. If you have children that are, let's say, 13 years old or under, Get them out of the room because if you and their father are tripping, they really the hell do not need to watch you go mm-hmm and shake your head because the person you're talking about is their father. So with that said, get the kids out the room. With that said, get a pen and some paper because you are definitely going to need it this evening. Here we go. Let's just jump straight into this. The number one reason why men, especially young men, and I, when I say young I'm going to qualify that. Immature men, as well as men that are under, let's say, 30 years old, because ladies, being honest with you, many men are stuck on stupid until we get to be about seldom do you see that be. Uh, If you got a brother and he's under 30 years old and he's mature, you might want to hang on to him because that is as rare as finding a needle in a haystack. But typically, men do not get a sense of awareness, especially a sense of emotional awareness, until they're about 30 years old. And if he is being indulged by his mommy and daddy or he was a spoiled brat or his mother made him uh, king of the hill, I guarantee you that idiot will probably be stupid until he turns 40 or 50 years old. With that said, Reason number one. Now, before I start talking, the truth is um, many men tell women before getting in a relationship where they are. What do you mean by that, Doc? Real simple. We will tell you we want to be bachelors. We will tell you I'm not ready to settle down and get married yet. The whole time we're talking, and I'm going to borrow a friend of mine. She's at CBS Television in Houston. Deborah Duncan makes the statement. She says, and the whole time the guy's talking, the woman is hearing her last name with his last name and calling him my man. Well, ladies, listen, men, if nothing else men do, they are typically very honest. And if they tell you they are not ready to commit Whatever you do, don't be stupid enough to go get pregnant, and don't be dumb enough to run around thinking that you're in a relationship with anything. Here's the perfect way you want to get a man before I even give you reason one why they leave. Allow the relationship to form naturally. What does that mean, Dr. D? Real simple. What that means is you be you. Allow this guy to be himself. When a relationship has the potential to last, it will. Now, how can you determine that potential? At first, you and this man need to really like each other. Now, I'm not going to say for men, we are very visual. Women, you guys are a lot more mature. You guys can go and get 
the little short stubby brother, the little fat guy, you can go get the uh, the stupid guy and just tell him, you know, shut up, won't nobody know how stupid you are. You guys are very tolerant, but not men. Men do not have that much sense. Men, especially the men that you want, the men that have choices, successful men, articulate, charismatic, handsome men, men that aren't hard to look at and men that can go anywhere they want to eat, dress nice, drive fly cars. Those guys have lots of choices, and that's what you want. You want to be his choice, not his obligation. You want to be the woman that he chose because when everyone else was put into the mix, he thought about you and you were the person that he enjoyed being around, you were his friend. You were the person that he could talk to about other women and his friends and his problems. In other words, for a relationship to have a chance of working, a man must like you for everything you are as well as everything that you are not. Did you hear that, ladies? A man must like you for everything that you are as well as everything you are not. Now, I'm going to get real deep uh, in a, uh, probably about 10 minutes. I have a, a gentleman, Shelton Jolivet, is going to be joining this program because we're going to talk about this thing, just the stuff that you ladies never hear men tell you. Shelton and I are going to break this stuff down man-to-man in a conversation about men and why they leave women and why they don't stay because I think you need to hear that. And, and, and brothers, let me tell you, this is not a male-bashing show, so don't write me any hater males saying, come on, Doc, man, really, are you after the ratings? You're trying to get the women on your side? The answer to that is hell to the low. I'm on the side of families staying together. I'm on the side of children being whole and complete, and I'm on the side of fathers doing their damn job because if you don't do your job, and I'm not going to say I've been perfect, just like you fellas, I was a young, stupid guy too, and I made mistakes too. So not only am I talking from an academic perspective as well as an authoritative perspective, I'm talking as a guy that's probably made a lot of the same mistakes you have, and thank God I'm not dead because I have a chance to fix it, and when this program is over, hopefully you will too. Now, without further ado, here's some reasons why men typically leave relationships. The number one reason. A relationship with a man can bring up a lot of intense emotional issues inside both you and that man. The question is, how do you not let these issues build up where they finally explode? Now, what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is typically women that meet a man just got rid of one. More than likely, especially if you're over 30 years old or 25, and doggone sure if you've been in a relationship and just got a divorce, you have all of these pent-up frustrations from your relationship not lasting, not working. You may even be mad because somebody died. And what happens is all of a sudden this you start dating this man, you let him get the cookies. For those of you that don't understand that slang, that means you have sex with this dude. And next thing you know, this situation has become a little emotionally overwhelming for the man you're dating. Well, I can guarantee you, most men aren't prepared for that. Is this a man's fault? 
Maybe, maybe not. A mature man needs to understand that when he lays down with you and has sex with you, whether you said your emotions are getting involved or not, they are, and his is too. The issue is men have a much shorter fuse, and it burns out very quickly when they feel pressured, when you call them too much. I remember not too long ago, I had a friend of mine introduce me to a very attractive, fine woman, and any other brother would have been like, wow, that sister called me at 7.50 on a Saturday morning, and all that went through my mind is, oh, hell, this woman will be in my driveway one day when I come home. I just met you, lady. You calling me at 7.50 on Saturday morning? Well, maybe she's a morning person, but that made me think perhaps if she's not, she could be a nut. I'm showing you how Dr. D gets emotionally overwhelmed, and I'm an expert at this crap, so guess how the average guy feels. So emotionally overwhelmed is one. Reason number two, if you aren't getting what you want from a relationship, it is very common for a woman to become frustrating and for a man to stop communicating well. What does that sound like? It sounds like now you reach this place where demands kick in and people start doing things like, well, I'm going to treat you the way you treat me, and you don't answer the phone, and then he doesn't call. Next thing you know, when you talk, the conversation is polite. You know, I, my mother, Juanita, when she was living, called that being nasty, nice nasty, and the man starts feeling like you are trying to fix him. Hmm. Unfortunately, this is when men mistake your intentions and feel criticized or blamed. If a man feels like, and girlfriend, do never, never, ever, ever tell a man if you was a real man, you would, because chances are he is a real man, and because you said that he wouldn't. Men are very defensive. They will push back. So what happens when you try to fix him? He goes. Here's number three. Men that have been single, and especially if they're successful, they don't like you interfering with their life. Doesn't mean the guy's running women. Doesn't mean the guy's sleeping with everybody on the block. People and ladies, this happens to you too. You get very familiar with your lifestyle and your habits. It's not that you are sleeping with a bunch of fellas. It's not that he's chasing every hen in the hen house. He just fears losing his freedom. Now, what can you do about any of those things? Real simple, communicate, talk, ask questions, never make assumptions. Now, let's go deeper. For those of you that are in a breakup situation right now, you've been married, you've been cohabitating, you have been in a a set of circumstances where you're wondering what the hell is going on here. Well, let's just go down the laundry list really quick, and I'm going to bring Shelton on. I want you to think about this. If you just had a baby, and for some women, there's this thing called postpartum depression. Women become, let's just say, not so quick to want to get pregnant again. You know, that vagina baby coming out thing is a bit uncomfortable. Also, the stretch marks, the aching, the pain, So psychologically, your sex drive went from 100 down to about 20. 
And this man that you have married, that you've been living with, you know, the one that you, that you guys would buy the whipped cream on whatever day and put on the costumes and whatever. Well, all of a sudden now the only costume you want to wear is some flannel pajamas and a sweatshirt. You are not running around in a thong. The high heels are really gone because swollen feet and high heels don't go together. All of a sudden, this guy is going, what the hell happened? Not only that, you've gotten older, gained a little bit of weight, and lost a lot of interest in sex. What does this guy do now? Well, isn't it true that most men end up having their sex drive pretty much start to really hit the throttle around age 25 through 45? Is that true? Very much so. Very much so. So what's this guy supposed to do? And I am not, ladies, do not write me. I'm not condoning that that's okay. It is not okay for someone after you've you've given them children and they took vows with you to say, you know what, Um, since you don't want to give me none, I'm going to be frustrated or go have an affair. But that's exactly what happens. The man gets frustrated. He has an affair. And he gets put in this position where now I've got all this attention from a woman whose kid is four or five, six or seven, 20, whatever the hell. Now he's getting attention from a woman that does want to have sex, that did not just have a baby, that pretty much been in the gym working out, you know, because she's already getting over the guy that she broke up with last year, last month, last quarter. All of a sudden, the relationship with the woman on the outside looks so much better than the woman on the inside Next thing you know, the man is having an affair, and he's out of there. Okay, well, is that good? Because now all of a sudden this man has walked away from his marriage and his children, which brings us back to Father's Day. Why does that happen? Well, here's the psychological point. Number one, our society wants men to accept the obligations of fatherhood, and they, if they don't, will not be respected. Our society has a social policy that says, you know what, Uh, if your wife doesn't want to have sex, if your wife doesn't want to be sexy, you should just accept that and stick by her. You made vows. Well, the reality of that is that sounds really good and noble for a guy to do that. Let me tell you something. Ain't going to happen. Most men don't have the patience to not microwave a donut or a hot dog, so you know damn well that guy is not going to wait two or three years for you to get back into your thing. What can a woman do about that? Real simple. Realize that you married a man and not some guy off the TV or you did not marry Ken out of the Barbie set, which means that you have to stop and think, yeah, you just had a baby. Yeah, things have changed. You might want to lose some of that weight and you might want to, and not just for that man, screw him, ladies. You might want to just lose the weight for your own health, your own self-esteem, and you will feel better and more like getting back to normal, especially if you had a baby in your 30s. That's a little bit more challenging, but that's what's happening. Uh, we're bringing Shelton on a sec- in a second. Uh, I'm talking to my producer, but I just want to finish this list. Here's the next thing. What do men see on TV? What does he see? Well, I'll tell you. Look at the commercials. He sees the people drinking beer and having a fun, and it's like beer just saved the world. If you drive this car, if you go and work out, this man is looking at all of this imagery with these women that are scantily clad, cleavage showing butts out, you know, real nice legs, all of this stuff, which is really not the typical way that most women around this planet look. 
As a matter of fact, Hollywood goes out of its way to make sure the imagery you see of women is uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, what society says should be a 10. They airbrush away in photographs the stretch marks, that little bit of extra weight around the tummy, the breast always up and perky. And, yes, if you have a lot of money and you can afford this stuff, great. Odds are you probably can't. Now, here's the last point. The lifestyle of being married and the lifestyle of being a mother with children becomes quite challenging to men. What do, what, what do I mean by that? Real simple. Your schedule is not conducive to sex. You get up in the morning at 6 o'clock, you get dressed, you got to get the kid ready, get them, drop them off at school. And if you are blessed to make enough money to have child care, what if the person that is your provider gets sick? What if they're not available? With all of that said, it is no wonder women have issues with sexuality and dating. So with that said, right now, I'm going to open up this discussion. Let me give this number out to you again. That number is 646-478-5610. That's 646 646- Four seven eight fifty six ten. I will take your questions a little later in the show. Press number one, and you will be put in the host queue. With that being said, I want to welcome my guest to the show, uh, Mr. Pastor Shelton Jolivet. How are you doing this evening, sir? Man, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me once again, Dr. Yvonne. How are you? I'm doing great. I want to just jump straight to this conversation because we need to speak to both sides of this issue. Do you think women have a, and and I'm going to get away because I know what people are going to be saying, you got somebody that's religious on the show, so we're going to take the pastor hat off, talk man to man. Do you think women are being really educated as to what they should expect when they meet a man and what comes with a relationship with a man? Well, that's a, that's a good question, and I have to say yes and no. I think that, yes, they're being educated, but the teacher is the issue because depending on where they're getting their information from will determine if the information that they're getting is good information. Information has no bias. There's bad and there's good. One of the issues that I see day in and day out is that information, or should I say the communication that's being given to both the woman or the man, sometimes it's construed, it's biased, it's inaccurate, it's, it, 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 it's just wrong on all cylinders. But like you said earlier in the show, it looks good, it feels good, it sounds good, it's appealing. issue that we have, and one of the reasons why we have so many single mothers in this world right now it's because of the information that's out there. What do you think the, 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 the makeup or the mechanics of a father is? It's not just because he's a male. They're male dogs. They're male birds. They're male fish. There's, there's a male, but the male does not make a man. Humans are the only things that, 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 that can become a man, and it's not because of what lies between our sides. It's the maturity. It's the growth. And it's our education that makes us men. And, and, and Dr. Vaughn, you know, I, you know we, we share a little bit of different views. I, I heard you and I applaud you um, for having this talk show. But, you know, for me, a woman could never be celebrated on Father's Day because she's a woman. And I celebrate her for stepping up to the plate in the absence of. 
So that makes her not a, a father, but it makes her an amazing woman that raising a man to the best of her ability in the absence of gentlemen like yourself and myself and a few others who step up to the plate when there's an absentee father in their lives, for whatever the reason may be. So to answer your question, yes, there's education out there, but, but it's not always the best education. My biggest question uh, for that gets to be this then. As we visit that conversation and we look at some of the things that women are being fed, do you think they're being fed some bad information from people that have less than a good understanding of male and female relationships, and because they're being fed this bad information, they're making bad decisions? Oh, yes, sir. I agree with that 100%. Let's let's take let's take for for example a woman who just came out of a battered relationship, or an abusive relationship, or in a relationship that the husband cheated or the boyfriend cheated. Everything that comes out of her mouth as it relates to men is that all men and we've heard it, all men are dogs. Give him an opportunity, he's going to cheat. Give him an opportunity, he's going to lie to you. Give him an opportunity, he's going to put his hands on you. Well, that's a lie from the pits of hell. All men are not dogs. Matter of fact, there is not a man walking the face of this earth that is a dog. But because that's being embedded into the younger girls, and that's what she sees, then that's what she's going to believe. So, in other, so she, she's going to have that attitude and that mindset that it's just a matter of time that you're going to do this to me. So you know what? I'm going to give up these cookies now. If I get pregnant or well, I'm just going to take you and put that, put, put that quote-unquote other man in your life. I'm going to put the system in your life because that's her mentality now. But that's a bad bad, educated uh, sister. She's, she's only talking based on experience when it's inaccurate. Because I can tell you this, Dr. Yvonne's not a dog. Jolivet's not a dog. My father is not a dog. My four, five, four brothers are not dogs. I know many, many men that are not dogs. But if that's your experience, baby, that's your experience. Don't make your experience everybody else's. Tell that woman of the choices that were made. Tell her what to look for. Tell her what mistakes you made and be open and honest because every action is because of something else that happened. So give, give, give her the truth and not your version of the truth. But as you clearly stated, because they are being giving bad information and uneducated, man, we're making some bad choices and decisions. When we look at that, uh, and I, I have, we have a caller at 9590. I'm going to take your call in just a second. Um, here's the thing I, I, I really want to tap on that you just mentioned. There is so much misinformation out there, and these young single mothers are getting, in many instances, pregnant without any intent to do so. And some yes, of those that to do so are looking at what this guy makes or how he looks which are the two dumbest things in the world because, sister, just because he makes money does not mean he's going to share that resource with you. And then number two, just because he looks good doesn't mean he's going to be good for you. Everything that glitters is not gold. Uh, 9590, I'm taking you. You're on the air. Uh, 9590, you're on with conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Do you have a question or a comment? Okay, I guess that person is listening and hit a button. All right, here, here's what I want to uh, do. We are going to take just a quick break, and I'm going to play a, uh, something coming out of King Malachi's new album. This is uh, something that's been produced in Atlanta with a good friend of mine, Mr. Tony Terry. 
It's called Blowing My Mind. We're going to listen to that, and we'll be right back with Shelton Jolivet on this episode of Conversation. <laughs> Oh, 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 
You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. That was Blowing My Mind by King Malachi. I'm telling you, when the Black and White Project hits out, it's coming out uh, in Atlanta, that is one ferocious album. I'm going to tell you guys, you really, really need to drop the dollars and go and pick that thing up. Now, I'm on with Shelton Jolivet, and we're talking about some of these things that come into the challenges of being a single parent, especially as it relates to why men aren't there and what causes them to leave in the first place. Now, before I get started, I want to just send this note out. Don't get me wrong. I am not saying I approve of men abandoning their families. Moral judgments are not implied here. The goal is simply to try to imagine what could prompt a man to leave his family. Now, here's some of the things I want to say, and you can um, tell me what you think about this, Shelton. I was reminded of a character in a television skit I saw that was an impressionable teenager. Uh, The man said marriage was harder than being in the Army because at least the Army gave a furlough every now and then. And that's all he wanted, (laughs) and that he would come back, right? So this leads me to this next thing. Society calls love is one of the highest good things. Sex may not enjoy quite as much as an official uh, cultural prestige, but uh, he doesn't need culturally to tell him he wants sex. As a matter of fact, it's in the nature of a man to want sex, and he has been told over and over again that it's okay. Everybody, you know, you if and I'm in a fraternity. I'm in 100 black men. You know, I have masonry relationships, and and when I look at these these everywhere I go, the majority of these fellows, unfortunately, condone. You know, if nothing else, doing a little bit of eye eye rolling, loose I call it loose eyeballing, <laughs> uh, and sometimes it means. You know, when the when the wife is no longer uh, sees over home with motherhood and, and the schedule of getting kids back and forth to school, going and working a full-time job, that by the time she gets home that evening, she's not feeling like no thongs and no high heels and, and uh, you know, doing a little something strange while you play out on the ranges. Mama's ready to go to bed. What do you say to men that and women, Shelton, that are dealing with those circumstances? Well, you know, you hit you 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 hit on a very very important piece in that in that factor. When that man and that woman are not compatible wholeheartedly, cause an issue. Doctor Devon, first and foremost, sex is not the answer. Or should I say, it should not be the the, 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 the the pinnacle of a relationship. Yes, it's something that's so enjoyable. It is very, very enjoyable when it's done right. And there's an understanding mm-hmm. as it relates to sex. There's a time and a place for everything. You, I mean, even when a man is tired. You know, I know that's, that, that, that many people are like, man, ain't no man going to ever say no. That's a lie. Sometimes he's tired and can't perform. You better, you better let him say no before you get disappointed. But what <laughs> happens is, we 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 tie ourselves to sex. Well, you and I both know a dog and a cat has sex. They have sex. Intimacy mm-hmm. and sex are two different things, and we don't take into account that the moment there's penetration involved, there's a potential that a child may be conceived. 
And when we don't appreciate or understand the magnitude of fathering a child, men, we are in so much trouble, so much trouble. And let's take the religion out of it. Let's take the biblical sense out of it. The responsibility of being a parent, if it's entered into un, un, uninformed, you're asking for nothing but trouble. I know for sure, without a shadow of a doubt, because I know you personally as my brother and as my friend, I know your upbringing. You dare not open your mouth and disrespect an elder. Even now, I watched you the other night when you and I were out at, a, at, a, at another engagement, how respectful you were to an elder as well as to those that were in charge. Nowadays, and I'm working on a project right now, I'm filming where these children talk to these adults as if they are their peers. Man, please, you and I wouldn't hate to have teeth right now in our mouth. But that's, yeah, that's, that's because, that you, you, know, you, you, uh, you know, will you agree with me that that's because we were trained right. We, 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 our parents knew the responsibility of being parents. Now parents don't want to be parents. They want to be homeboys and homegirls. They want to be friends. They want to get some, have a child, and say, oh, the hell well. Well, shut up, man. What do you expect when you won't be responsible yourself? So the reason why we have that trouble, the reason why a man walks away is because he does not understand the importance of parenting at all. Well, me, because if you knew, well, go ahead. While you're saying that, here's what happens, and I see this in my practice a lot, where you have a man and woman that really shouldn't have never gotten married in the first place. So now right. this man woman who should have never gotten married in the first place conceived a child. And before their marriage even starts going south, and, and ladies, please listen. If you don't listen to any other part of this show, you need to hear this because this is not only screwing you up, it's screwing your kid up. And mm-hmm. any hope of getting a decent man in your life, you are going to pretty much screw that up too if you don't pay attention mm-hmm. to the five to seven minutes of this discussion. It's called intensified involvement with the primary parent. Now, now, what does that mean? Primary parent, I mean, when things start getting ready to uh, get destabilized, for lack of a better term, one of the parents, either the father or the mother, will automatically start playing a smaller role in the child's life, and the other parent uh, may develop stronger ties to the child, hopefully, because if both of you just are so damn selfish that you are both abandoning your child, that's a whole nother issue. But let's just play like one of you has the sense to actually become more emotionally involved and perhaps, uh, I'm going to use this term, even over-dependent. Sometimes this intensified relationship can be a positive influence on the child. Naturally, if that child has a father that's treating him or her with disdain and disrespect and the mother or the mother is running the streets and partying and going out on Wednesday, Thursday night and uh, leaving daddy to cook, clean up, and help with homework, whichever parent, I'm not picking a gender, but whichever one is the uh, the dysfunctional one, the one that's kind of getting outside of the bounds, they start allowing this child to become in a very harmful relationship with the other parent because here's what's going on, folks. That kid went from being a kid to the other parent to being that other to the other parent's comfort. 
the youngster becomes, assumes almost an adult role in the family and therefore gives up a separate life of being a child and the parent now starts becoming integrated in the child's life. Now, here's how you can tell this. When you are a grown-ass woman or man and you are so often to your son or daughter's high school activities that you're acting like you're one of the kids too, something is wrong with you. You know, if you are a mother and your daughter is going on a field trip and you're more excited about the damn field trip than her, that's a sign. If you are a father and you now have gotten so jealous about your daughter having a boyfriend, that's a sign. If you are a parent and your child is smoking dope and you're rolling a joint with them, that's proof you've lost your damn mind. And what you've done is you have now abandoned your role as a role model and you become your child's peer. Now, here's the psychological damage that comes from that. Now your child is looking at your ex-husband not as their dad or your soon-to-be ex-wife, because if this is what's going on, that is going to happen. They're going to start combating that other parent rather than challenging them to be a parent. Here's the next thing. If that parent and child become too closely enmeshed, they are both going to be in a lonely aftermath after this divorce takes place or this breakup finally uh, comes to a head, and the relationship will become so intense that other appropriate relationships will not develop. In other words, your daughter now is going to go from having a high school boyfriend to turning that high school boyfriend into a husband. And what in the hell does a 16-year-old have with a husband or a seven? Or your son is now going to start sleeping with other, you know, some little girl because he's trying to recreate a family dynamic that has been screwed up and mismanaged at home. And I'm not even going to get into if your children start seeking same-sex relationships because now the boy wants uh, validation from another man and that other man happens to be a coach or a deacon at the church or whatever, or your daughter starts looking for affirmation from another woman, which happens to be her softball coach or whatever. In other words, this can go real south real quick. Now, while a close relationship with your child is encouraged, parents, avoid the situation in which you are virtually spending all your free time with your child. Your kid is not an adult friend. Both of you need your own friends and your own outside interests. Amen, lights. Sheldon, what do you think about what I just said? I, I couldn't have said it better. There is never a time when you should be your child's friend. When you make that mistake, you invite yourself to lose your identity as an advisor, as, as a parent, and as someone for this child to look up to, then disrespect comes into play. And the second thing is you validate your child to become an adult prematurely because then your child begins to have adult-like conversations in in, 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 with, with other children. They begin to think it's okay to talk back. They think, it, you know, they, they push that envelope. Well, I, I, I can share this with you. I wish my children would make that mistake. That will never, you know, and I can't say, I, I will never use the word never, but I do everything I possibly can to raise my children so much so the way that my parents raised me, and 
though I'm there for you, don't you ever make the mistake that we're friends. However, I have your back. I'm not going to let anybody else do anything against my child. I mean, and there's a major difference. Yes, we have a great relationship. Yes, my children can confide in me and talk to me. Yes, they know they can come to me, but they got their own friends. I don't get involved in their friends' conversations because I'm the parent. And I don't want to let my children entertain adult conversations. When we're in a room with amongst other adults, my children know not to be in their area. And if I see them, they, I give them one look, and they know what they mean. Hey, dad and mom are talking. Dad and his friends are talking. Mom and his friends are talking. You know, that's how things are supposed to be. And, and, and Dr. D. Yvonne, you, when, when you don't have that validation, you know, going back to what you said earlier, man, you, I, that is so, so important. When parents begin to fight amongst themselves and use the child as the pawn, that is the worst mistake that society can make. Because now that child looks at parents like, hell, I don't want that. And then, then they think that that's what I got to look up to. That little girl looks at her father, well, he, this is how he treats my mama, so hell, that's what I need to expect. Boys grow up thinking that they can do what their daddies do or thinking that all women are going to be simple-minded or weak-minded or, or deal with stuff or cuss out stuff like their moms are doing. And when we do that in front of our children, we open up that opportunity to say, this is how things are going to be, and that's so wrong. You can't get mad when you hear a child cussing if you cuss into in front of the child. You know, yeah, so I've lived, You know what, Sheldon, i got to tell a story. When I was a uh, younger dad, I remember my boys were five and seven, and I uh, told them, you know, I figured, I, I use this, I'll call myself using reverse psychology, but I was not Dr. Young. I was just doing with two little boys. And I told my son, uh, you can use two words. You can say damn and hell. I don't want to hear you say any other profanity. So I left them over my 80-some-year-old mother's house. At the, I'm an adopted child, so I had older parents. My mother had Aaron and Derek out there in the uh, garage at doing something. And they went in the house to play, and my mother overheard Aaron and it tell me, damn, Derek, and hell. Now, this is a five- and seven-year-old, so you can needless to say how my mother must have looked at me with that. Anyway, uh, but let me get past that. Here's something that I, w- I want to talk about, and this is especially for single mothers and those of you that now are going through a divorce, breakup, it just happened, uh, let's say even a parent died. So let me give you some examples. Let's say you are the primary caretaker of your child, and you may start finding that your ex-spouse is gradually decreasing the amount of contact they have with your kid, the, uh, the child, the children. Because in many instances, this is the second failure some kids are seeing. They saw a failure with their natural dad. Now they're seeing a failure with this other guy. You know, which you ladies have no clue how bad that is on your children. Older children become apathetic, and they start wondering and having issues about gender. They have issues about uh, connectivity and relatedness with people. So I'm warning you, if you have older children and you've had two or three Husband, it's better for you to date and never introduce these folks to your kids until you know what's going on. But just stand on the track, though. After about, let's say, the first year following a divorce or a breakup, this is what typically happens. Many fathers and sometimes mothers, if if daddy's the custodial parent, stop seeing the kid on a regular basis. And with men and sometimes with women, sometimes they don't even see the kids at all. 
That increases the pressure, especially on single mothers, and it does interfere with your child's long-term adjustment to a divorce. Now, let me give some examples and and some not excuses, but, again, let's not judge, but let's kind of look clinically at this because, ladies, I'm educating you because knowledge is power and people perish for a lack of knowledge. Fathers drop out of parenting for a number of reasons. Since they no longer live in the house, they feel that it has become less important and less inf- and they have less influence on a child's life. And this is especially true, ladies, if you move some joker up in the house. Now the man mm. is not only pissed, but he's also displaced. And then what happens is the man starts feeling like, well, hell, and, and this is especially true if one of the children is his and the other one isn't. So what you will start seeing happen then is where this father was a father to the baby that you had in common with him, and you're forgetting that that older child you had, this guy was Mr. Cool when y'all first got together. This guy was the new dad. He was Mr. Fun. We went to Chuck E. Cheese. We went to do this. We went to Six Flags. We did whatever. Now, all of a sudden, this man has started estranging the other child. Now, think about it. And that other child probably never had daddy in the, in the life to begin with or had daddy there, and he was displaced when this man came. Now, this other child is twice displaced, and the baby that you have with the man is displaced because you don't brought another dude into the mix. Now, out of frustration or anger, this man or sometimes even mom decides to just give up parenting altogether. And they may send you a check, but a check will not pay for the damage that's being done to these kids, okay? Now, in some cases, fathers may abandon their fathering responsibilities because, well, they can no longer afford child support. Sometimes they do it in order to avoid paying child support. Or here's the other one, dad or mom meets their new lover. They may even get remarried and start a whole new life, and now that the new life has started, they have feel they have less time or no time to devote to the children in their former marriage, and this is especially true when they go and have a child with this new mate. Now, dig this. Either parent, the father or mother, now feels unwelcome, and they struggle with even trying to figure out how in the hell do I separate these relationships and how do I integrate these children. Now, I'm going to give you this one, Shelton. There's one little cat. I really do like this brother, a little uh, brother in Atlanta named, uh, I'm just going to say his name, T.I. He took (laughs) all of his kids and put him under his roof. And not all those kids are by tiny. Not all of them. As a matter of fact, most of them aren't. And he said, you know what, these are all the Harris kids. And he is a father to those kids, and he lets them know all of you all have the last name of Harris. And you are all under my dominion, and I'm taking care of all of you. Now, I will admit, the average brother walking around here does not have T.I.'s money, but it does not cost money to have T.I.'s character. And this is a young brother. I know this cat, he's, he's barely 30. So, Shelton, what would you suggest 
uh, when because I know if you guys paid attention to the description I gave, you've left one home where you got a, may have a baby with this woman or not, but the baby she had got attached to you. Now you got a new woman, probably a new baby, or she's moved another man in. Now this child's been displaced twice and is probably going to head for a third time. What do you say to these people, Shelton Jolivet? Stop allowing your needs as an individual to get in front of your needs as a parent. That child is not to be blamed for the broken relationship. It should not. And if you are the parent that left the home, just because you and, and that other woman or that other man are no longer together, if that is your biological child that you have been blessed to bring forth into this earth, don't neglect them because of the ignorance, the stupidity, or the discontent between you and the other party. You've got to take an account. You've got to understand that it is important. It is, it, it is downright mandatory for you to be active in your offspring's life, if you can. If you are not incarcerated or, in, or, or, or if you are not bed-stricken, if you have the activity of your right mind, you have an obligation to be involved and active in your offspring's life. Don't be so mad at the other person that you become less than a person yourself. If, you know, wow. I, I, don't, I, I don't know... How, how more clear to put this D one? I don't mean to be uh, 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 animated, but let me give you. Let me let me. Let me I know of a bird. If you come into the area where, where I go and meditate, sometimes there's a nest in this tree, and we laugh. I mean, when I tell you we laugh, I wish I could video, and I may just do that the next time I go into the park. But there's this tree that this big old I don't know what kind of bird it is, but it has a nest there. And buddy, every time a squirrel or a dog gets close to this tree, that bird goes on an all <laughs> It's hilarious. And I took my son with me, and he was like, why is that bird doing it? Why the bird don't know it can kill it? I said, sir, you don't understand. All y'all see is this bird being stupid and attacking that squirrel. But with that, what you don't see is that there's a nest in the tree that that bird's offspring is in. And this bird is doing everything it possibly can to protect the offspring. Whether that squirrel was coming to bother the offspring or not, it don't care. It don't give a god doggone. All that bird knows is something is bothering what I'm produced. Now, how in the hell does a bird have more respect for an egg than we have for our child? Well, I can tell you, based on some people's brains, if you put them in a bird, the bird would probably fly backwards as well as upside down. I, I'm, I'm going to say this. Now, now, check this out. This is a message to the non-custodial parents out there, and I'm talking to the dads, I'm talking to the moms. If you are non-custodial, and if you don't know what that means, that means you don't have custody of the child, you should remain as actively involved in your child's life as possible because, in general, youngsters from divorced families who maintain a relationship with both parents tend to do better and be better adjusted than those who have contact with just one parent. In other words, Indeed. the reason 
God gave you two parents is one of you, one of your parents is does some well and they're stupid in one area. The other parent does something well and they're stupid in another area. I'll give you an example, and I hope my children aren't listening, and if y'all are, I apologize in advance. Their mother has book sense out of the wazoo. But in terms of practical common sense, well, let's just say, thank God she's got a lot of book sense. You know, where back at that time in my development, I had a lot of uh, street sense and a bit of academic sense, but my temper was not anything nice, nor was my attitude about people and life. I was very much all about $100 bills and about business. I, you know, I, I had very little tolerance. I wasn't who I am today. So here's the hope. Kids and parents, they're going to grow up sooner or later, the kids and the parents, and hopefully for the better. But how much time you spend with your child, how much time should you spend with your child, here's the answer, as much as possible. Given whatever living arrangements you have, if you live close to your child, maintain regular contact, preferably during the week and on the weekends. It's a good idea if you live close to your child. To have your child spend at least one night a week at your home in order to give them a sense that they have a place not in your home but in your life. This avoids you, meaning you, the parent that does not have full custody, into developing to good time poly. And what I mean by that is every time the kid sees you, it's about some new Jordans and partying, and they don't see you as a disciplinarian. They don't see you as a mentor. They don't see you as someone that really loves and cares for them. All this little girl sees is when I go to daddy, I got a new bag. I got some new shoes. And that. And basically what you're teaching your kid is to pimp you. So if you want to be treated like a $3 hoe by your own child, do this. Now, here's the other thing. Let's say you don't live near your child. You call everybody else on that damn cell phone. You text everybody else. Text and call your child. And you don't, even, you don't have to talk to them for months and weeks. But you should plan to do a couple of things. Every time you get a little vacation time, holiday, try to go there. I, you know, I go to Atlanta and see my daughter. Or I talk to my daughter that's at Gramlin University Every other couple of days, when it, when I can, if, if my daughter gets sick or when she had the miscarriage and, and or when we lost my granddaughter Zoe back in May, I made sure that I was the first person there. When my daughter graduated, I made sure when she looked up in the stands, she didn't see her mama over there. She saw me first, you know, and I'm an only child, no brothers and sisters. They, it's just daddy but I make sure they see daddy live and in 3D. And the last thing, children can accept and adjust to your schedules, but they must be given appropriate explanations, not excuses, explanations. And what's more important, always let them know that you are daddy, you are mama, and no matter where I stay, be it near or far, day or night, Hella high water, I love you, period. And I will whoop your butt if you don't act right. No, I'm throwing that in. Shelton, let me ask you this. 
this has been a hell of a good conversation. We're going to have to do this again. How can people reach you and tell them about the last book you wrote, which is fantastic, and where they can buy it? Uh, they, they can reach me on my website. It's still uh, sheltonjolivet.com, www.sheltonjolivet.com. Spell, spell your name. Spell all of that. <laughs> it's www.sheltonjolivet.com. Jolivet, J-O-L-I-V as in victorious, E-T-T-E, at yahoo.com. I'm sorry, uh, um, at sheltonjolivet.com. My email address, of course, is run, the number two, quick, at yahoo.com. You can get my book, which is called Burned, and we're actually in pre-production right now, turning it into a film, which I'm really, really excited about, D. I'm so glad that you accepted to become a part about that. We'll be we'll be in touch with you in the next couple of weeks. Um, Burned is a multi-climatic, action-packed, suspense, romance drama with a twist in it that will leave you hanging at hello. It's um, it's still doing extremely well. We're still in talks about the distribution deal because I didn't like the last one, so we're still in talks trying to make that right. They they are meeting my obligations, and they're meeting what I you know my my not obligations, my demands rather. So. Um, I'm, I'm excited about what God is doing. And, man, this, this show on Father's Day about these topics could not have come at a better time because this is something that needs to be heard. I'm so, so, so excited about those of you that are listening, those of you that are hitting me and inboxing me on my Facebook page. I'm getting those links, and I'm seeing that. I appreciate your comments. I appreciate you listening in. But most importantly, I ask that you all join me in applauding Dr. D. Yvonne Young, who's a man amongst men, who's, who's, who, who's real enough, to have these kind of discussions, who's not hiding behind, you know, a glass, a, 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 a glass mirror saying one thing with his mouth but doing something else with his actions. So I appreciate all of you all that have tuned in. Um, if you need me, I'm here. Dr. D. Vaughn is a great friend and a great brother. If you can't reach me and you say I don't, get him because he knows how to contact me and get on my case. I look up to him as a mentor. I thank him for being who he is in my life. So God bless all of you all. I look forward to seeing you all soon, hearing from you all. And Dr. D. Vaughn, man, I can't wait for, for a couple of weeks from now when we get back together on set. Hey, man, thank you, and I appreciate you joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Shelton Jolivet. Now, I'm going to do a little housekeeping before we get out of here. The one thing that I want you to do is make sure that if you are a single mom and you, I don't care how long you've been divorced or you're about to get divorced, or let's just say that you and baby daddy ain't working out, listen to this show again. There was some good stuff in it and some real stuff because you, I don't care how good of a woman you are or a man you are, fellas, you cannot be daddy to a little girl. You're going to need to have some feminine energy poured into that girl or she's going to turn out, you know, a little bit unique. Same thing with you, you ladies. You can't raise a boy by yourself, and unfortunately, many of you have had to do that. And those of you that did it successfully, I applaud you, but I promise you, late in the midnight hour, your son got some issues, and they may be anger issues. There may be issues of latent depression. There may be some gender identity issues going on, whatever the hell is going on. Your son, because a man did not play a good role in his life, is missing some things. With that said, I want you to consider this. It doesn't have to be his biological father. Cicero Young was not my biological father. 
I had the, that was the coolest guy, and William Edward McDowell was not my grandfather, my biological grandfather. But those men loved me, nurtured me, and so did Rudy Rasmus, so did Elwin Lee, I, you know, so did Dr. Earl Allen. There was a plethora of men, Joe Cross. These guys, black, white, Hispanic, and otherwise, showed up in my life at the appropriate times had I not been taught at an early age to respect authority and to respect men, and I'm just going to say it, pardon me, because y'all already know I will say amen and damn it all in the same sentence, but had my grandfather not taught me to spot bullshit from real shit, I would not have been able to distinguish when people were good for me and when they weren't. So you need to teach your children, you know, don't see the glass as half empty because it's not. It's always got a little bit more room for the beauty and the vicissitudes of life, the things that we feel are a curse or really a blessing, the things that we feel have been sent our way to knock us down or there to build us up, the things that you think are stepping stumbling blocks are really stepping stones. Don't reduce your struggle because how could Moses have had the, and I'm not getting religious, I'm just using it because it's a good example. How could Moses have walked all the way through the desert and up a mountain had he not made all those trips back and forth to that fool Pharaoh? In other words, some of these things that are getting on your last damn nerve are the very things God is using to build up your character and to make sure that you have the integrity and the wherewithal to become all of who you are created to be. Now, here's a couple of things. I am going on tour. I am going, okay, sorry, I'm doing the happy dance. If any of you watch the boondocks, you already know about that. But the truth is I will be on tour and probably in your city. Uh, I want to give a shout-out. I have a new manager this woman is so cool. Christina, I love you. What's up? My PA, my personal assistant, Marche. What's up, lady? And Ray Nice, you're doing the thing. Also, there's a uh, sister named Alan, Allison Levy, and she has created a program called Spices. So in the very near future, those of you who cannot afford coaching and uh, relationship coaching and life coaching and what have you, you know, we've got a program for you where you're going to have to write an essay and do a testimonial and some other things, but you may qualify to get an Allison's program. That will be up and running in about the next, I'm, I'm thinking, 45 days. And also, Sumlin Broadcasting is going to be sponsoring my tour. So that is something else I want you guys, if you're paying way too much for cable right now, Sumlin has a deal with my tour where you get all the channels, HBO, Cinemax, Showtime, all that for like $55 a month. That is going to be made available to on my tour as well as on all my pages. That is rolling out in the next 30 days. So you can tell AT&T, Comcast, and all these other ripoff companies goodbye, and you can sign up with those guys, okay? Uh, what else is new? There, there's so much good stuff I got to tell you. Uh, Mark Gamble, the guy that's over my social media and development, Mark has created some phenomenal giveaways from where you can get copies of my best-selling book, Break Up, Don't Break Down, but those things are on, like, timelines. So if you don't do it in time, you can't get the book. So you might want to keep checking 
the the D. Yvonne Young Facebook author page. You will find those offerings on there. And, and as a matter of fact, the more you hit the like button, the more you participate. We have gotten all the contest winners back from our social media contest. Those awards will be going out. So when you guys start getting emails or phone calls saying, we want you to do a video testimonial, we're sending you prizes, please do the testimonial and the prizes. And I guess the other thing, I want to give a shout-out to my boy Cupid who did the song Cupid Shuffle. Cupid, Stephen Drayden, uh, Tony Terry, Rodney Perry, all of us are going to be in Stephen Drayden's new movie. Uh, it's a court, a movie about family court. I think it's family court or something. I know I'm screwing up, Stephen. I'm sorry. But you've got to check this movie out. We're going to be doing red carpets all around the country. I'm thinking the movie comes out probably in September, maybe late August, early September, early October, late mid-September, early October. But we will be doing red carpets. You guys will have an opportunity to win some things. Now, here's the next thing. You need to be going to my like page and, and signing up friends, referring them over, and here's why. We have a contest. I'm not supposed to announce this, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. I am going to have one of you go and meet me in New Orleans, Louisiana, at the Essence Festival backstage. Oh, yes, you heard me. Backstage Essence Festival, from what I heard uh, Mrs. Carter will be there. I think we call her Beyonce. So that is something else on the horizon. So you've got lots of reasons to keep listening to this show, hitting those like pages and participating. With that said, I'm just about out of time. But the last thing I want to tell you is if you haven't gone to drdivineyoung.com and signed up, I would suggest that you do it now, and if you haven't hit that like button, you might want to do that too. Anyway, we have a hell of a show with you for you on Wednesday. It is a celebrity special guest that will be joining me, and I'm not going to say his name. You're just going to have to tune in to check it out. Anyway, you've been listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young, and baby, I love you madly. Not you, dude. I'm talking to the ladies. But I love you too anyway, fellas. Have a great week. Bye now.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.